Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu alayhi wa muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Allahumma alimna ma yinfa'una wa anfa'na bima alamtana innaka anta alimul hakeem So today's brief reminder is about mot, death Now it's a bit of an odd one considering that Ramadan is usually a month of remembrance, a month of forgiveness, a month of tawbah uh, a month of sabr, patience, how we can increase and benefit in our worship of Allah, and so on and so forth. And that's essentially what, what many, myself included, um, would like to focus on, how we can better ourselves. Let me just raise this up, actually. It looks a bit like it's low. Let me just raise this up just a little bit. That's better. I think that's better. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so, and this is my mushaf, there you go. So, um, whereas death is a bit of a, a, a somber topic, um, no one really wants to, well not no one, I mean, a lot of people don't really want to speak about death, they don't want to focus on death, um, for obvious reasons. People, it, this speaking of death reminds people of their limited time, especially when we don't actually know when our, our, our time is coming. There are some who are, I would say in a way privileged, it's not privilege, but in a way privileged um, to be given some direct preparation for the end. And it's a bit of an irony if you think about it. I'll explain in a minute what I'm talking about. It's a bit of an irony. If someone was to tell you right now, you have six months, six months to live, that's not good news. Not really. Um, but on the flip side, that's great news. Let me explain why. If you've been told that your time span is this long, and that's all, nine times out of 10, especially if you're Muslim, you will do all that you can do in that time to prepare for that moment, to prepare for that end. So if you're a Muslim, you would, you would give sadaqah like you never given sadaqah before, you would fast like you never fasted before, you would pray like you never prayed before, because literally you've been given a date somewhere in the next six months. That's the end. And I mentioned that is because just today, uh, I was in the hospital, so um, my auntie, my mother's sister, was diagnosed with cancer. So they had to remove the tumor today. Um, uh, oh, sorry, yesterday they did it. Sorry, and today we just removed. We, we um, took her from the hospital today. And I dropped her back home. And um, for me specifically, as in me myself, I've never really had a death in the family like that. People in my family have died, but they've usually been someone far, far, far away. You know, you hear of someone who passed away and you know of them. And then we had anyone, anyone close who's died. And my, my, my aunt is not dead. She's alive, obviously. She's had, she had the tumor removed and hopefully that will be the end of that. But um, the reminder, the event is definitely one that one can benefit from in their life in preparation for the end and that's why i want to share this with you because 
when you are when you have no end game, when you have no end date, you have no idea when your end is. What we can do is be complacent. We 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 act as though we live forever, but when you have been given, you can almost say as there's a saying they say you know a shot across the bow when you shoot something, just to, not not to hit the target, but just go off target. It's almost like a warning shot. But you remind remember, yeah, you're going to come to an end. And ironically, it's at those moments we we tend to take things more seriously than we should. When we shouldn't, we should take, we should take things seriously all the time. As Allah said in the Quran, Kullu nafsin Every single person will taste death. This is a reality, it's something we all know. And Allah is reinforcing that knowledge by telling us exactly every one of us, all of you will taste at some point death. But it's only when you, death is right in front of you that we try that, that we make these this insane effort. So I'm here to try and bring this reality. And some events has happened to me in the last couple of weeks to hopefully bring that uh, share that, that reality to yourself as well. Because Ramadan is not just about you know uh, fasting and gaining good deeds. It's a reminder of an end. Ramadan itself has an end. We if you think about Ramadan, it's almost like it's almost like a, I mean, that's not a death sentence, but it's almost like you've been given this period of time to do something. And it has a defined end. So, so it's almost like being told you have literally one month left to live. This is what you can do in that one month. It is your way and your moment of time to, to prepare for the end. Now, in another video I did, I mentioned that, um, how the story of Yusuf alayhi salam uh, almost is, is parallel to Ramadan because there was a time of difficulty and then at the very end there was ease, which is a, the, the manifestation of his, of his dream. Just like Ramadan is a time of difficulty, at the end of the day even, there is ease. Or there's a month of difficulty and at the very end with Eid. So we see the same story over and over again in our lives, in the Quran, in the Sunnah of after hardship comes ease. And Ramadan itself is actually a manifestation of this hardship and ease. And hopefully you guys are recognizing this, that as we go up the day and we're starving and we're thirsty and, we, and we're struggling, but after this hardship, at eight o'clock, we're gonna have our ease. But the main difference between, like you say, the, 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 kind, the, the difference in Ramadan and our lives is at the end of Ramadan or the end of fast is known specifically. And we can prepare specifically for that moment. Whereas our lives, our actual end isn't definitively known. And because of this, we, we, we sometimes get complacent, like I said already. And that's why the Messenger of Allah said to increase akthiru, increase in the dhikr of mawt, in the remembrance of death. As in bring death until it's right in front of you. Until death is literally here right now. Don't think of death as something like, oh, day, inshallah, bukra, bukra, it will come another time. No, think of death as right now. As it's even the same. When you pray, pray in salah as if it's your last. And even when you're fasting, you're fasting today, maybe, listen to me, maybe someone listen to this audio right now, this, this talk right now, maybe this is your actually your last fast. Maybe this is my last fast. We actually don't know. 
but we should act as though we is that it is our, our, our last fast. We shouldn't have to wait until the doctors tell us you only have a certain amount of time left to live before we start acting right. We should start acting right today. So as my auntie found out about the that the lump that was growing was cancerous, um, things began to change, at least for her herself. Um, and as it mentioned, as, as it relates to the reminder, as it relates to her life, things weren't exactly the same. Give me one second. Doc's okay, it's okay, you can leave it. That's fine. Yeah, just, just leave it, leave it, though. Thank you very much. Sorry. Um, so, and the joke is, I've always been trying to give that out to my auntie to remind her of, you know, to teach her about Islam. Islam is something that she should look into. But unfortunately, this particular auntie isn't interested in in anything like that. And there's a reason for that, ironically. Um, even if I try to speak to her about death, as you know, one way to help remove the heart and move the qalb towards Islam is to remind people of death. But ironically, with her, whenever I've brought the topic of death or dying, the response has always been, oh, that's just, that's just, that's just a bad topic, let's not talk about it. As in, her personally, she pushes away the, 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 the top of death. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to, I don't want to even address the topic. I don't even want to consider it to be even an option, you know. But when the doctor said it was stage three cancer and they have to remove it and we don't know what's going to happen after that and so on and so forth, ironically, at that moment, our discussions of Islam changed. But the thing is, it shouldn't have to be, you shouldn't have to wait until that moment to start thinking and considering Al-Islam. This, this is what we need to get from this zone. Her story, hopefully Allah will guide her to Islam. What I'm, messing, I'm, I'm addressing this to you is we as Muslims, we have the Quran. Look, I got to slide here. We have the Quran. We have the Sunnah. We have Al-Islam reminding us i'm here reminding us all of death we shouldn't have to wait until that moment to start acting right to start preparing ourselves for that for that moment we should be prepared immediately when i say prepared as in it's been said if you were to die today do you feel you're ready for that not, not ready as an ever to die, but you feel you've done enough good deeds that is enough to perfect to protect you from hellfire. It's not, it's not even to, not to say, yeah, would you get into Jannah and this level? No, just, just to protect you from hellfire. Have you done enough to wipe away your ma'asi, your sins, that will protect you from hellfire? That's just to do with yourself and the hereafter. Another element of preparation of death. Have you done enough to prepare your family for that moment? And prepared things for your family for when you're no longer around. As in, have you put aside some funds for them to uh, manage their affairs when you're no longer there? Bringing in the 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 the, uh, the I was about to say bringing the bacon, but that's a bad example. <laughs> when you had to bring in um, the food, the income, have you have you have you put on, put enough savings aside to carry over? um their affairs until you know um they can sort themselves out even in inheritance just today actually had a, a lesson that just finished just before this lesson it was covering 
you just I'll use this is terrible me I'm using this book as a support. Yeah, it was, it was covering this book here, which is basically a book on inheritance. And from the first things that your money is used on, your your savings, the first thing your savings is used on is your kafan, your shroud. The first thing that you will be your money be spent on is to buy your shroud to to pay for that plot of land to bury you in to pay for the washing if you need to that it needs to be paid for and the janaza that to get rid of your your jism your body your money you have has to pay for that so first question have you even prepared that savings to just get rid of your body and I don't, I don't say don't, I don't say get rid of. I don't mean in a bad way. It sounds really bad, actually. I mean just to give your body that that, that send off that the family that your family needs to move on. Because otherwise, you might find that you've actually not only have your family lost you, you might have put or placed on them a burden greater than they expected. Anticipated. Now, an example. When and this is again something to do with my family. When my auntie's husband passed away about a decade ago just the land and the coffin because obviously not muslim they had coffins just the land and coffin just to bury him cost more than five grand on its own i mean i don't know how it works in muslim lands maybe muslim lands is paid for and it just it just all you need is a piece of cloth but in this country here to pay for land and coffin and all kind of stuff five grand when i heard that i was like subhanallah five grand so obviously, if they don't have that in their savings, it comes onto the family. They have to spend five grand to to just to bury someone who they've lost. So not only have they lost their loved one, they've also bankrupt them. You could your your death could actually bankrupt your family. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that you've not only have you died and they're mourning your death, you've also bankrupted them as well because that's the way it works in this country. So again, have you prepared enough money just to bury yourself? Thirdly, have you prepared um, your affairs so that they can even find your money? As in, where, where have you, have you, has your family gained access, can they gain access to your funds? Imagine you have a property. This is another one people don't realize. Um, in this country, I know, it's, you know, may Allah take you out of the train to a Muslim land. But in this country, if you have a property and you don't have a wife, if you haven't actually got an explicit will that dictates where your property goes, the government could actually take your property. Look into, just search it. Unless you have a will given explicit, um, uh, the word called attestation, or, or explicit instructions of who gets what, the government could actually have a say in what to get. You, you could actually leave, leave your family with nothing, even though you have a home, it's possible legally if you haven't got your papers right and on top of that even if you are married this is another one for the sisters if you are married but you don't actually have a legal marriage certificate all you have is a nikah paper from the masjid you may not have any say in your in your husband in your husband's property after he's died legally so again we need to prepare ourselves for this moment that if you are passed away are your affairs Manage properly. Or a third, a third issue, which is not a frightening. I don't, I don't frighten anyone, but this is when it comes to death. We have to speak candid. We have to speak obvious 
and make sure that everyone is aware of what could happen, what will happen, actually, not even could happen, what will happen, and what have you done to prepare yourself for that moment. I got a call. This is a funny story, actually. It's funny, interesting, inspirational, and uh, Charlotte, we all make dua for them. So there was my sister who came into the center, our center where we are now, right now, uh, and uh, she wanted to uh, her younger sister. So her younger sister was probably about 10. Obviously, this woman is a big woman, but she wanted her younger sister to 10 to be Muslim. So she said, do you have anything here to teach her about Islam and so on and so forth? I said, yeah, yeah, we have madrasa and so forth, great. I said, but are you Muslim? And she goes, no. So I was scratching my head thinking, okay, you're not Muslim, but you want your younger sister to be Muslim. And how does that work out? I said, oh, because I see how Muslims are and I like the way they are. And I want, I want my sister to become good like how Muslims are. I said, what about yourself? Yeah, but I'm not too sure. Anyway, it was, in, it was an interesting topic. Interesting moment in my life. Anyway, so I gave that to the older sister and alhamdulillah, she eventually accepted Islam, alhamdulillah. Walilhamd. Anyway, so fast forward a few years and I just got a call from her um, the other day uh, informing me that her father also wasn't Muslim, was dying. Well, he died when she called me. But alhamdulillah, on his, before he died, she she spoke to him, gave out to him, and he accepted Islam, alhamdulillah. And he accepted al-Islam. So that was, when I heard it, I was like, I was elated. I was so ecstatic, mashallah. This sister who came in all those years ago, we gave her dawah, she accepted Islam. And alhamdulillah, that one person led to the next person becoming Muslim, alhamdulillah. May Allah bless her and her father, rahimullah, passed away. But this, why am I mentioning this story? Because unfortunately, um, he's obviously been buried as a Christian. Because his family, his immediate family, whether his sisters, mom, whatever, who they were alive, they obviously weren't accepting of his Islam. Although it took shahad, they were not accepting of his Islam. So unfortunately, he's been buried in the grave of the disbelievers. And the sister called me up and asked, how do we do, how can I do the janazah if they're not, they're not, they're not aligned the janazah done the message, they don't accept that he's been Muslim. So obviously I gave instructions on how you can, you can do janazah after the burial. Obviously it's not your fault. It's not much you can do, blah, blah, blah. But the point here is, for those people out here who are bought a reverse, interestingly enough, have you put, put written, wrote up, uh, uh, wrote a, um, uh, a will dictating how you are to be buried in a, especially if you're not being married. If you, if you're, if you're on river and you're married, then Alhamdulillah, um, your wife would, would sort out. But if you're just a river and unmarried, and the only family you have are not Muslim, then subhanAllah, what would happen to your body once you're buried? What they, would they even know what to do? Would a non-Muslim family even know what to do? They know you're Muslim. They, even if they acknowledge you're Muslim, would they even know what to do? They have no connection with the Messiah, they have no connection with it. Have you put, put aside paperwork that gives clear instructions how to bury you and where to go to have the janazah to be done and so on and so forth. So these are the things that we need to think about during Ramadan and outside Ramadan. The reason why I, thought I want to bring it now like because of what happened recently. Um, and also, as I say, a comment here, just uh, by the way, for those of writing comments, I'm, I'm not able to focus and talk and read, but I just saw the word loan, just pop them on my head, but it's another issue as well. Loans, very important. 
Very, very important. There was a brother I lent some money way back in the day, back in Saudi. And uh, unfortunately, he, he passed away. And obviously, he didn't pay me back the money. Now, it was, I mean, I, mean, I, I, could, have, I could have said to the family, yeah, by the way, he owes me money, give me back the money. But he, you, know, you know how it is. I mean, could you imagine going to someone after just buried their husband and they say, yeah, by the way, he owes me money, can I have my cash, please? It's, so I didn't bother ask. But good point there. Have what have you prepared for your loans to be paid off? Even acknowledged. I mean, if I went to their door and said this guy owes you money, they will say, How do we know he owes you money? Maybe just making it up. Have you wrote something down? So, by the way, this money I have outstanding, please have this settled. Why do I say it's important? The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, some one of the companions passed away and he said, Sallu ala sahibikum, you go pray over your. Companion, he refused to pray over this person because he died with a, lo a, a loan on his on his back, on his neck. And one of the companions said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, don't worry, I'll cover the debt. And at that moment, Mr. Allah then prayed over him. That's how serious it was to die with still, while still having a loan on your account. Loans are discouraged, only to be taken as last 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 record or the last step or whatever you call it, last resort that's the word at the last resort you take a loan and even then you must pay it back as soon as possible and therefore you must make sure that if you have any loans outstanding there is something written that these loans are outstanding and if you pass away that they are to be settled somehow with your family or not they go into your water furniture pay it up because if they don't your will ask back for you they will be asked back of you for that for what you've taken that that haq. So yeah, every person will taste death and we need to prepare ourselves for that moment, preparing ourselves with righteous deeds so that we can try our best to have more righteousness than we have sins. And if we have sins, we try to follow up with a good deed to wipe it out. Preparing ourselves mentally so that we are not living our lives in a ghafla, you know, just, just, as the every day comes, just whatever, not thinking about the future or thinking about death, and definitely not putting off um, thoughts of death. We should never think of death as being a bad topic. Now, death is a very important topic. Think of it regularly. Um, making preparing ourselves so that our families, so, so so that our families don't have to have the burden of paying for our um, burial, and don't waste your time sending bodies abroad, please. It's not not from the dean. If you die, get yourself buried. In the cheapest way possible don't be a burden upon your family uh and making sure that your family have some money aside after you pass away and um uh so at least they can uh, have something to fall on until they but they, they get back on their feet anyway that was just a brief reminder um of this very important topic and i ask allah to protect you all and to take you to the end so you can see al eid so you can see this reward for this month of Ramadan and eat and accept all of your fast. I can take one or two questions other than that go. Because uh, Madrasa's hair is almost finishing. So the kids are going to come, come and make noise in a minute. So any more questions? Other night work says anyone? Someone has said something, what if you're in financial difficulties? 
yeah so it, it's like anything if anyone's in any difficulties work to get out of it so it's not the case that it's because you have financial difficulties that there's end of end of, end of the world no uh like like in the a person's in financial difficulties they need to make take steps to get out of it those steps could be a second job changing the job you have renegotiating your, renegotiating your contract have a side hustle there's so many things that one could do um it's not me belittling i'm not trying to belittle a person's situation but i'm saying if a person is in difficulty we shouldn't say oh i'm in difficulty you should be saying okay i need to do this to get out of it no one should not focus on the difficulty they should focus on the solution uh, any other questions any other questions There's a few questions that came up on the screen but i don't have, i don't have any control of what i was on here so um is anyone here who can uh bring up what was there before because oh, i can't access access what was said before comments oh wait there's comments oh there they are comments i can see comments now so let's start and look at comments so we have um, Charity on their behalf, asking on behalf of someone. So yeah, if you owe someone money, 
and they yes if you if you also yes you owe them money and you have nowhere to contact the family to give it to them or not and then they passed away then yeah i mean you could give that money in charity on their behalf and inshallah hopefully that would that would and hopefully they'll get reward for that um what i would probably suggest is to do like a waqf um something that is consistent that they get the rewards you can do a waqf on someone's behalf that's something that's something you can do do a waqf like a build a well on their name or that kind of stuff. Um, those things are good because they're the public, those public services, they continue benefit people and they'll get the continuous reward after the fact. And it's their money, by the way, from the ways in which you get reward in here after is money that is that you've done that continues benefit. So that's one way of doing it. I would I would focus on using that money in a way that they continue getting benefit continuously. As continuous twice. Um, and that's it. I've got to get, take the kids home now. Hopefully you've benefited from today's reminder. Um, uh, as the, as, as, as I, I want to conclude in the hadith, um, increase in the remembrance of the destroyer of pleasure. That was the hadith. Increase in the remembrance of the destroyer of pleasure. Anyway, wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And have a great iftar, inshallah.